0: Prisoner's discretion is advised. The parties are listening here tonight on this edition of Random Stuff. Now, let us begin with some of the stuff that needs to be talked about, especially Ted Cruz. Or should I say, lying Ted Cruz. Yes, on his way to his traveling agency, he has a bit of a problem. Let's go check out with Jimmy Kimmel.
1: (laughs) Senator Ted Cruz was actually Judge Jackson's classmate at Harvard Law School, though uh, she will not likely get his vote. He pontificated at length today about not turning this into a political circus and worked a plug for his podcast in while saying that. But the Big Ted story today, I don't know if you've seen this, is a video shot at uh, the Bozeman, Montana airport. A man who looks suspiciously like Ted Cruz has a heated exchange with an airline employee, and then uh, after the airline employee, a police officer. Apparently he missed his flight and demanded to speak to the manager of the airport about a dozen times, to the point where they had to call in security. He should stay out of airports, right? I mean, nothing good ever. (laughs) Now you can't, can't hear what's being said in the video. We were able to enhance the audio. This is, according to our experts, a pretty good approximation of what Cancun Karen was complaining about. Save it for the airplane bathroom, buddy. It's especially funny because two weeks ago, Ted was bragging about how much employees at the airport love him. Every week, I fly back and forth to Houston. Almost
2: without exception, every time I'm on an an airplane, either the captain or a flight attendant will come up to me, will hug me and say, thank you for fighting for us.
1: And then immediately throw up. They vomit... (laughs) There's no way he's getting spontaneously hugged. Can you imagine hugging Ted Cruz? Donald Trump hugs Eric more than flight attendants hug Ted
0: Cruz. And then everything goes awry from there for Cancun Cruz. Now, for those of you who don't know, the host of the late show on CBS is taking his time. Actually, he's relaxing right about now, but he might be returning next month for the continuation of his show on CBS. Now... NATO, yes, let's talk about NATO, because the leaders of their own respective country who are part of NATO gathered around in Brussels, Belgium, and here's how it went. I
1: appreciate that greatly. We have, oh, there's a lot happening. I have many thoughts on many subjects, starting with President Joe Mama Biden. Did you know his middle name's Mama? Mama. <laughs> Named after his mother, that's right. The um, (laughs) president is in Brussels right now for an emergency summit with our NATO allies. Together, the leaders of the G7 nations put out a forceful statement warning Russia not to use chemical or nuclear weapons on Ukraine and um, also posed for a series of awkward photographs, starting with a group shot. Oh, this seems, I don't know, it seems unnecessary for an emergency meeting, but um, you can see there's Biden. (laughs) Biden. with uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It's like a commercial for Mentadent or something. But it's interesting to watch these leaders just kind of hanging out to see who pairs off with who. You can see that that uncomfortable looking individual is Boris Johnson, he's the Prime Minister of England. Um, you can see he cuts his own hair, which is interesting. And so Boris has been criticized heavily at home for going to parties during COVID, but he was all by his lonesome today, just... Uh, kind of trying out the new pockets,
0: you know. <laughs> well, hopefully everybody is sending a clear message to Russia right now and for that matter, Russia is getting closer to taking over Ukraine completely. But we're going to veer away from that for now and we are are going to sports. Yes. Now, last week was the Atlanta Motor Speedway race, the Full of Honor Quick Trip 500, but not everybody liked it, or much so everybody hated it, since the re- it was repaved and turned it into a pack racing, just like Daytona and Aladega, and nobody hates it even more, quite like Kyle Busch. Hey, can you talk about what
1: happened with the three small all, please? This this type of racing, is it making you more an entertainer than
3: a driver? Yep. You like this version of Atlanta better than the old
1: one?
0: Nope. That's right, folks. He hated it even more when it was repaved. He didn't like it in the first place when it was announced that uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be repaved. As a a different uh, angles and turn it into a super speedway race. As much like everybody else. Now, on the same day, the IndyCar Racing returned after its first race at St. Pete, Florida. Now, their first oval race at Texas Motor Speedway. And it's also Jimmy Johnson's first oval racing in the IndyCar Series. In a place where he won a cup race seven times and which is a 500 mile race but this was a 375 mile racing because indycar doesn't go probably beyond 300 but still he has luck on his had luck on his side and finished in sixth place yes his first ever top 10 in the indycar series here was his uh post-race interview On NBC Actually it's on Peacock Because the extended post race was on Peacock So still listen to this
2: Your first IndyCar Oval Did you expect a run in the top five and finish six, though, honestly? No, that would have been, um, you know, a home run. So I feel feel like I came very close to doing that. Um, You know, I hoped it would qualify in the top ten and the race in the top ten and qualifying Mark by a bit. But once we hit the halfway point in the race, I really could sense and feel the car, and it it became second nature, and off I went. So I was just very thankful for the support that I have from Chip Ganassi Racing, my teammates, team members. The fantastic support at, uh, from Carvana that I've received, the American Legion, Ally Bank, um, and we knew going over racing would help. And, and today, uh, today got us, you know, got us in the competitive mix. You passed some heavy hitters, some Indy 500 winners, some champions. You touched on it. How did your confidence improve throughout this race? Did you realize what you were doing? I, uh, there were a few moments, but they quickly vanished because things are coming at you so fast in these race cars. Uh, but when I was racing with Dixie at the end, I thought that was pretty cool and pretty fun. Um, we had a little trouble with our telemetry and didn't know how much fuel I had saved, so I had to really go into conserve mode at the end, and I and, uh, couldn't fight for that top five. But um, what, a, what a special day. Just, just very thankful. A big hello to my family and their support, my fan base. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. On the cool down lap, I heard your engineer Eric Cowden telling you great job and now let's go win the Indy 500. That's next as far as ovals are concerned. Are you ready? Yeah, no pressure. Uh, this is a huge step in having a successful, you know, month in May, um, at the, at the brickyard. Granted, it's going to be a new track and a, and a whole new learning curve, but, um, all the laps that I logged in the last two days are going to be so helpful heading to the Indy 500.
0: And the month of May doesn't come soon enough because the month of May will be in Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the road course and, of course, the annual Indianapolis 500. Yes, and by 500, I mean 500 miles of racing at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a.k.a. 200 laps. So, we'll wait for that, but until then, after this brief ad, we're gonna get to the first two days of the KBJ hearing. So stay tuned. Hello,
3: I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow with an exciting new business venture I can't wait to tell you about. After years of searching, I just couldn't find the right financial institution to fit my needs on account of my ties to seditionists and attempts to overturn a U.S. election. So I made a bank of my own. I call it my bank. My bank is a different kind of bank where we trust our customers so much we got loose pens. See, no chains on them. One time I got myself all tangled up in one of these darn things and damn near strangled myself. Uh, look, the banking with My Bank is easy. Just put your cash in an envelope and mail it to my bank at two22112. Bank Street, Minnetonka, Minnesota. One one two one two 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 one two one. Once we receive your dough, it'll be stuffed into one of these luxurious Giza cotton pillowcases. Holy hell, you feel that sateen weave? And carefully accounted for by my nephew Juno. And don't worry about security. No one would dare rob us because this whole place is rigged to blow. But that's not all. We got safe deposit boxes to protect your priceless collections of chewing gum and kitten teeth. And my bank is the first financial institution to deal directly in human sperm. Just fill up a jug and we'll save your baby gravy to ensure many future generations of patriotic Caucasian Americans. My bank is probably not backed by the Fdic because we don't need no stinking government sniffing around our loot. Void where prohibited. My bank not responsible if your money is stolen or wet. So send all your dough to my bank. We're not clowning around. Clowns? No, Juno. No!
0: back after this brief ad folks now let's get to the segment it is the quarantine version of meanwhile called Quarantine Wild. this quarantine while segment is all about the first two days of the katanji brown jackson hearing yes and jimmy kimmel is was there was probably the only one of the two people that were there on the 11.37pm Eastern portion of the late night, because the late show guy, obviously, as I've told you before, in the podcast monologue, is uh, having a relaxation this week. So, here's how Jimmy Kimmel reviewed it in the first two days. In Washington, they're holding a
1: confirmation hearing for Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee. Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee today. Unless something unexpected happens, a vote is expected to go along party lines. These hearings, they give a number of our Republican senators a chance to compete in one of their favorite events, the subtle racism jamboree. And... um, (laughs) But Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina got out ahead of that. He said he expects to be called racist at these hearings and made an interesting comparison when invoking the uh, heated confirmation hearing of Justice Brett Kavanaugh.
2: There were headlines all over the country, really, accusing Judge Kavanaugh of being basically Bill Cosby. None of us are going to do that to you. And if any of us does that to you, all hell will break out. And it should
1: um, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I disagree. I actually think they should treat Katanji Brown-Jackson exactly like they treated Brett Kavanaugh. Interview every single person who's accused her of sexual assault. Don't stop, even though there are none. Do not stop. <laughs> Judge Jackson will be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. She can get confirmed without a, a single... She doesn't need any Republican votes to get confirmed because the vice president is the tiebreaker, which would be, that would be the GOP's ultimate nightmare, having this decided by two black women whose names they can't pronounce. But despite the... Gratuitous attacks. Judge Jackson's been very cool under pressure. Uh, they don't have anything real to criticize, so they've been trying to portray her as being soft on crime, which is interesting because she's been endorsed by both the International Association of Police Chiefs and the Fraternal Order of Police and the banned police. Even Sting is in her corner. But it's funny listening to the same people who let the president get away with trying to overthrow the government call anyone soft on crime. But this is how it goes. This is a real tweet from the Republican Party's Twitter today. I honestly thought this was a joke. KBJ, Kentaji Brown-Jackson, crossed out, uh, and they write CRT, which is Critical Race Theory. I think your dog whistle's busted, guys. Everyone can hear it now. If you haven't been watching this hearing, this will tell you all you need to know. We decided to compare and contrast questions from the Republicans and Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee. You, Judge, are opening a door that's long been shut to so many. I know that. A great many people are extremely proud that you are here today. You are showing so many little girls and little boys across the country that anything and everything is possible.
3: I could not stop being just joyous that you were sitting in my office, and I couldn't stop bringing up to you the historical nature of this. We have never had this moment before. And I just want to talk about uh, the joy. I want to try to understand here, is it your view that society is too hard on sex offenders? Why in the world would you
2: call Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals? He's been called by many as very anti-Semitic. He called Jews skunk who stink up the place. You don't agree with that, do you? Do you you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that, that babies are racist?
0: Thank you, Senator.
1: Yes, thank you, Senator
0: Meanwhile, well. well that escalated quickly. I mean the GOP side trying to make Katanti Brown Jackson look dumb. So, it's no surprise at all. But anyways, we will continue with days three and four tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Random Stuff, but until then When we return, we get to listen to a song. So stay tuned.
3: Coming this spring to theaters, restaurants, banks, hotels,
1: bouncy castles, and crowded elevators everywhere. Starring this guy, these two ladies, this
3: baby, and everyone else on Earth including two-time
1: Academy Award winner Tom Hanks. Hands will be held, apps will be shared, apples will be bobbed, and orgies will be had. Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson present Normal Life, coming April 2022. Unless we f*** it up again. Uh, really well, really well.
0: Back after this brief ad and this edition of random stuff. Now we get to listen to some maniskin. Now, this song that they sung was from when they were on the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes, that's right, you heard me. The Eurovision Song Contest. The year 2021, that is. They had their original song called I Wanna Be Your Slave, which ended up giving them the victory. Yeah. They won the Eurovision Song Contest and now they've sung this one all over the world including recently on Tuesday night's iHeartRadio Music Awards after they sung their rendition of Beggin. Now, here is their performance back last year in their Swedish TV live performance from the TV channel TV4. Here they are. Möner Skin.
4: I wanna be a slave, I wanna be a master. I wanna make your heart be like roller coasters. I wanna be a good boy, I wanna be a gangster. Cause you could be the beauty and I could be the monster. I love you six this morning, not just for a I wanna touch your body so for keen. I know you scared of me, you say that I'm eccentric I'm crying on my tears and that's fucking pathetic I wanna make you home with them. I wanna feature I wanna paint your face like your Mona Lisa I wanna be a champion, I wanna be a loser I'll even be a clown cause I just wanna muse ya I wanna be a sexist, I wanna be a teacher, I wanna be a singer I wanna leave you. We're searching for redemption tonight. Oh, A freaked out. We're searching for redemption. My mother fucking monster. we searching for redemption. I wanna be a master I wanna make your heartbeat run like roller coasters I wanna be a good boy, I wanna be a gangster Cause you could be the beauty and I could be the monster I wanna make you cry, I wanna make you nervous I wanna set you free but I'm too fucking jealous I wanna pull your strings like you're my telecaster Who's searching for redemption I'm a madabaggy monster Who's searching for redemption
0: Fantastic! And that was Maniskin on their live performance at Gutenberg on television. Sweetest television it is with their performance of I Wanna Be Your Slave. Now after this brief ad, we're gonna wrap this episode up, so stay tuned.
2: Are you one of millions of Americans who can't get enough of Engantel? Do you have an uncontrollable urge to sing and dance to its irresistibly catchy songs? I'm Lin Manuel Miranda. Have the songs of Encanto brought your life to a joy-filled yet grinding halt? Now there's hope. Encantix, the only prescription medication clinically proven to curb your cravings for the Encanto soundtrack.
4: Our kids were listening to Bruno two, maybe three hundred times a day. With Encantix. We've gotten it down to a solid 125. We don't talk about food. Thanks, Encantix.
2: Encantics is a first of its kind pill that doesn't go in your mouth. Simply insert one into each ear canal and take a break from the sonic delights of national treasure, Lin Manuel Miranda. That's me.
4: Now I can spend less time singing and more time drinking at work.
2: Encantix. Is... Encantix. Take those and call me in the morning.
3: Encantix is not intended for use to curb Hamilton, Moana, or any other Disney musical. <laughs> call your doctor if you can't stop talking about Bruno for more than four hours. Encantix may cause explosive jazz hands. Encantix. <laughs> from the makers of Prozac. Linda.
0: Folks, that about wrap this episode up on this edition of Random Stuff. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the second part of Quarantine While, where it will be covering days three and four of the Katanji Brown Jackson hearing. So, good night.